Hey, welcome back. It's time for another episode of the Army of Game Changers podcast with me, your host, Vipe Desai. This episode is a little different than others in that I went to my guest studio in Seal Beach and you'll notice the quality of the recording is slightly different. And I also switched up the format a little because my guest just delivered the goods and I didn't want you to miss out on anything. So the first half will be the regular format, but there's an extended clip at the very end that you'll want to stick around for. So who is this mystery guest? It's none other than the master of metal, Jose Mangan. He's the host of Sirius XM Satellite's Octane channel, and boy, does he have a story. Not only is it inspiring, but you'll learn that he's been driven by his deep love of hard rock and heavy metal music. He's given the genre a platform, and along the way, he's turned it into an empire filled with a tequila brand, apparel company, concert festivals, and as busy as he is, he still places family first. And he's just getting started. So let's get ready to rock with Jose. Look, first off, thanks for having me in your house. This is beautiful. Of course. Um, look, let's start at the beginning. Talk to me. What's going on in your world? How's family? What are you working on? Oh, man. Today is my daughter's birthday. She turns 12 years old. We're going to Melting Pot tonight, uh, and I'm going to look forward to smelling like meat coming home. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. We love Ava so much, and uh, it's her birthday. I just got back from New York City. Um, I, we just hosted a big event last night here. I, I, do, I do album release parties here all the time at my studios in Seal Beach uh, with Affliction and with uh, Sirius XM and working with different cool bands. Um, I'm hosting a bunch of shows uh, starting off at the end of April. I'm hosting big, giant festivals with um, this company, Danny Wimmer Presents, and I'm hosting Fort Rock out in um, Sunrise, Florida. Um, the first day of Welcome to Rockville, and we're doing a live broadcast from Carolina Rebellion. The festival season starts at the end of April, and it's massive for hard rock and metal. Like, we, we bring out 40,000, 50,000 a day, three days in a row. I mean, it's pretty insane. I mean, it's they sell out, and we have the best bands in the world playing at our festivals, and uh, I get to host them and be a big cheerleader on stage, and uh, just hanging out with the fans is what I love to do, drinking tequila and hanging with uh, all the cool subscribers that I get to meet at these festivals. So, um, yeah, I have four weekends in a row, Vibe, that I'll be away from the family, which sucks. Uh, and I'll be at different festivals, and I just have to make sure that my energy and voice and everything keeps up because I'm also working for Zippo. Uh, Zippo hired me to do all their uh, hosting for their music program uh, last year and this year. So I do this cool series called Dudes Talking Shit in a Truck, and it's me and some of my friends and bands, and we drive around this pimped-out Jeep that has cameras and microphones inside, and I usually pick them up in the dressing room, take them to the stage before they go on stage, or pick them up from the stage, take them back to their dressing room, and in that little ride, we do these cool, fun interviews. Um, I host these acoustic sessions at all these festivals as well. I'm pretty busy, man. Uh, really crazy. And then I'm on the radio 12 hours a day. You know, six hours on Octane and uh, six on Liquid Metal on Sirius XM, and uh, I'm on weekdays. So I wake up and I freaking sit down and start talking. Like sometimes like seconds, minutes before I'm supposed to be on the air, I'm just, hum, hum, you know, doing some vocal exercises real quick. And then I and then I just get right to it and I start talking about, you know, my favorite music and, um, you know, that bond with the listener that I've had over all these years is really cool. They feel very uh, attached, uh, like they really know me and they do because I don't hide anything. And I love sharing everything in my life. I do my shows from anywhere and that's what keeps me really busy as well. Well, look, your, your, your life is more than just family and music. Uh, I've read up on you. You've also got some business ventures and other projects. Talk to me about those because 
that's a really interesting combination of family and music and some of these projects that you got. Yeah, it, it all goes hand in hand. You know, everything is is together, tied together, and everything that I'm involved with, Vipe, is something that I really love. I'm very passionate about the companies that I work with. Uh, no one's ever came up to me and said, here's money, do this for us. I've always been a fan of, of these brands, whether it's uh, Jägermeister, who I worked with for years, or even now Zippo. Like These are companies that I respect, and uh, they've given back to the rock community over the years and sponsored shows and concerts. And I was like, I, I like the brands that love our music. Because that's that's all, that's what I am. I'm I'm a rock metal guy. You know, if you're gonna work with me, that's what you kind of get. Uh, but I do have a bunch of cool little things that I'm doing, and I, I want to do so much more. I feel like I'm just starting. Um, I'm starting to kind of get into a cool swing. Um, I got I'm a co-owner of a tequila company called Riazul Tequila from the highlands of Jalisco, and I've been involved with that company now for a, a few years. A, a massive fan for years, and then I became an investor and co-owner years after spending thousands of dollars buying buying so much of that tequila. Uh, I also work in the cannabis business. I work with California Finest and G-Pen. G-Pen was one of the first vape pens out on the market years ago before anybody knew about that stuff. California did, but the rest of the country didn't. Uh, and I also have um, my own pre-roll box. of Cal- um, There's five pre-rolls in each of these boxes. This is my headbang tangy. On their back of the box is a picture of uh, me, it's the Metal Ambassador box. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, so uh, there's five pre-rolls in each of these boxes. We work with Jimi Hendrix, Motorhead, Anthrax, um, um, sports athletes, um, comedians. We do a lot of cool stuff with the artists. Uh, and so I'm involved with that, signing up rock bands and, and having my own now. Uh, and you know, the family, everybody knows about this stuff. They've known about um, my, you know, cannabis as a medicine and, and how uh, I'm a big supporter of it. Uh, when I went to pharmacy school, I, I studied. Uh, I studied it. Uh, I really wanted to see how it can be integrated into Westernized medicine, uh, you know, and more of a healing of the mind, body, and soul, as opposed to just here's medicine to fix your temporary thing. Um, you know, cannabis is medicine, man. So my family knows about it, and they're big supporters. And um, it's cool that my high school daughter, a bunch of her friends you know, follow me on Instagram and they'll see me post pictures like, whoa, you're dead. And <laughs> wow, it's not the bands I'm hanging out with. It's, um, you know, like my having my own marijuana box is pretty crazy with my uh, daughter's friends. Wow. Well, look, you know, you, there's so much going on in your world and my fans love to hear stories like yours. And there's two areas that they really want to hear from folks like you. And that is about career and leadership. So let's talk about career. You've obviously learned a lot in managing your career. So what, what are some of the things that you did to manage your career? And what are, what's some advice that you could give to some of the folks that are listening, whether they're in a, in a kind of like just a traditional setting or even in the music industry? I would say, I mean, I, the, the biggest thing that I have learned is that um, following your heart and being super passionate about stuff um, and having that hard, intense drive that is going to succeed. Uh, people telling you you can't do things, never. You know, I didn't do things for the money, though. That And so that's not, I don't, this, maybe it's not good advice, but it's real. Like, you know, people will come up to me and like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And it's like, well, you know, heavy metal really doesn't pay. Unless you're in certain areas, you know, it kind of does, but it really doesn't. And um, it's more of a passion project uh, than anything else. And for me, you know, hosting festivals and doing all these shows and all this stuff, like none of it was about money ever. I just wanted to do it to be a part of it. 
and to be a leader and and to be out there and, 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 a, and a champion for this music, but it was never about money. And it still wasn't, and it still isn't. Like I'm still, I still do things and it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't have a manager, I don't have an agent, I don't have anybody. I've never had anybody help me. So, you know, I probably lost out on a lot of money too. Uh, but it's, it's, I don't do it for that. And, um, again, as, as a business dude, I know maybe that's probably not the coolest, smartest thing to say. And people say that I'm dumb for, you know, oh, that's not smart. You shouldn't do all this. You need to, I'm like, it'll, it'll work out. You know, I, I, I think I, I really believe in karma and energy and I just believe on, on, on being good and then, and then good is given back to me. So, um, but I've just always, as far as like that, I think that was, my, 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 one of my things that I never let money in, in, infect what I w wanted to do, you know? Um, and, and look what's happened, man. It's really freaking crazy that it, none of that stuff, but because I'm so passionate about certain things, whether it's cannabis or, or clothes or tequila, you know, getting involved with those brands and then, you know, and then, then you make money and stuff like, whoa, that I'm not, I, I, that wasn't my goal. You know, my goal was just, I'm going to be a part of it, you know? And so I think that that approach has really worked for me. Um, I love this quote from The Rock, and I use it all the time, and, and it's so powerful. And I, I think your listeners are going to like this, man. And I, I, I do say it often. Uh, my kids memorize it. Be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room. Beautiful, man. Think yeah. Be humble. Dude, I, I have so many amazing things happen to me, but I'm blessed. I'm a fan first, so I know that the things that are happening to me is not normal. Uh, I'm very blessed and lucky to be in this position. So humble, always humble, but I'm always hungry. I want to do more, more for the rock scene, more for my family, more for the companies that I work for. I want to do more. I want to keep doing more and never be happy with just doing whatever I need to get that little check or whatever. No, I want to do more. I want to help us later in the future. I don't, I don't want money. I'm going to do this for my kids so that they can benefit from this stuff. All my hard work, they'll benefit later. Um, and, and then I'll always be the hardest worker in the room. You get into a room when there's somebody else that's got their shit on, their A game, and they're really good. What does that do? Either crushes you, makes you weak, and you're like, oh, I'm and you're a follower or you're a leader. You step up and you're like, I'm going to compete with that dude because I know he's the best in the room. I'm going to work just as, I'm going to work harder than that guy. And then boom, boom. And then you guys both make each other work hard and do better. So that's, or there's nobody else in the room has the motivation or energy to do that. And you're instantly the leader. So when I walk into a room and boom, like I'm, I'm, I'm confident and I know that I'm, I'm going to be a leader in that room. You know, I walk into a room and people are like, and then I give this positive energy off so that I have a cloud around me. People are like, whoa, who are you? What do you do? You know, and it's just like, man, I love music and I, I, I'm blessed to do the things that I do. So, and I say that to myself every day. I wake up and I say it, to, I keep saying that to myself. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. But I also visualize all the things that I want to do. I wake up every day and I think about the things that I want to do. Future uh, cool business moves. You know, I want to I be a business badass. I want to be the brown Ryan Seacrest of rock and roll. You know, and I, I want to do TV shows. I hosted a lot of TV shows. I want to do more. I want to do like acting. I want to host more festivals. I want to throw my own festival. And I am next year putting together my own festival, curating it. Um, but I just want to do so much more. But I think it's that drive. And again, I don't have dollar bills in my head and in my eyes when I'm talking to people. I, I'm doing it because I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Look, you know what? You hit on something that's really 
exciting to hear is that, look, you've, you've surrounded yourself with passion. Passion is what has driven you, and you have found that it is this music scene that excites you or around everything. And I think the other thing, too, is that you've learned how to turn your passion into business, but you haven't put business in front of your passion. You've always led with passion is what it sounds like. And it's, and it's working. It's working. Yeah, obviously, it's, it is. It's crazy. Yeah, but you know what? What happens is if you love what you do, it will never feel like work. No, right? never. And I work all the time. I mean, my wife knows it firsthand. I mean, vacations, uh, everything. I, I mean, I, I program stations that are super big on Sirius XM, and I don't have a day off from that ever. Uh, if I, if I'm sick from the radio, that's maybe sometimes that happens. I get some vacation days, but I, I still have to program the music. I still have to lay, lay the, the foundation for every day on the channel. So I never stop working. Uh, but I can't, you know, I'm also, you know, Mexican. So we just have to have four or five jobs all the time working our asses off. And I grew up, you know, I got my first job when I was 11 years old and I worked for four years in a row as paper boy. In Douglas, Arizona, I won two year awards, uh, Paperboy of the Year, and uh, that really, that's how I bought my first TV and my VCR and my stereo system. I saved up the money. I bought that stuff. My family was poor, so I had to do, I had to work, and so I've been working since I was 11 years old. I have not stopped working, but I love that, you know, and I see kids nowadays, it's not the same. There's not, it's not the same drive, you know, a lot of kids, you know, even my kids, I'm like, man. You know, they had it, they have it easier than I did. Well, dad's working his ass yeah. off. Well, of course, and they see that though. Mom is working her ass off too. We're both like big time, super insane hard work. But again, that whole thing, be the hardest worker in the room. My wife kills me. And I, I, I can't even try to get to her. But if I can get to her level, then it makes me better. And she's works for Victoria's Secret Pink. She's one of the uh, platinum district managers in the country. She's uh, the most loved district manager uh, she does south la and she kills it kills it northern orange county la county pink victoria's secret so but we're showing our kids you know that hard work does pay off they see it you know we, i mean we didn't have money for a long time again it wasn't about money it just happened you know and then affliction was like hey come down here we want you to be in california with us and you know make you vice president i was like whoa whoa really you know and then other companies want to work and um just you know Zippo or all these festivals and hey we want this we want this we're gonna pay you this it's like whoa you know I don't say hey pay me more like yeah. I'm, I'm happy that's okay that's cool you know whatever I'll, yeah I'll, I'll do it like it's not important to me you know it's not because I know that it'll come and having a good reputation and working super hard and uh, being um, a social lubricator is what somebody <laughs> told me yesterday last night because they were nervous about a band being here who's socially awkward and they all these other things and I was like I got it I got it so as soon as the band got here, I was like, all right, guys, here's the, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. And then afterwards, they were like, we're tired already. I was like, well, we're, we're not even started yet. So, you know, come on, get over here, boom, 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 and let's do this, do, 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 you know, and, and I was super high too, but I was just focused. So I was like, this is yeah. what we got to do in the time that we have to do it. Here's what we're going to do when the, the party's on and you guys are going to come on here and, oh, we don't want to get on the stage and do a Q&A. It's like, I'll, I'll, it'll be fun. Don't worry, I got it. And so afterwards, they were like, dude. Holy crap, that band has never opened up like that. Uh, 15 years working with that band, I've never seen them laugh and have so much fun. And I was like, dude, that's, that's what I do, man. You know, I, make, I try to make everybody feel really awesome around me. Uh, everybody, everybody. And, and that, you know, that goes, that, that keeps people, you know, talk. And uh, there's a cool reputation over there. 
Well, Jose, look, you dropped so much amazing knowledge on my uh, listeners. I'm so stoked. Thanks so much for taking the time course, and sharing this story. Anytime. Um, look, uh, I know people are going to want to follow you. So where can they do that? Yeah, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm on other stuff as well, but uh, those are my two big ones. It's just at Jose Mangin, uh, J-O-S-E-M-A-N-G-I-N. Uh, and uh, I'm on there and I'm, I'm very, very active on there. I, I love it. And I, I have really good relationship with everybody that follows and uh, I respond and uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love to share my life, man. I'm very blessed to do the things that I do. Idols becoming friends. That's the trippiest part for me. And I get to share that with, with um, you know, everyone that loves this music as well. Well, cool, man. I love following you on Instagram and social media and everything. And for me, it's like I'm a, I'm a metal head too, a little bit more from the 80s side of the metal. But, uh, you know, it, it's so rad to see the things that you're involved in. I love seeing that you're a family man, that, you know, it's a team effort in your household and everything. And you guys all work together and you got all these really cool projects in the works and everything. So, look, keep it up. Thank you so much no again for having uh, me at your studio and being on the show. And uh, look forward to uh, catching up again soon. Thanks a lot, Vibe. See you later. All right. See you, buddy. Look, I'm going to be brutally honest with you guys. I'm a heavy metal nerd through and through. And sitting with Jose was a highlight for me in bringing this episode to you. So make sure you follow Jose. And, you know, I think I've been forgetting to plug my social media handles too. So look for me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn under Vipe Desai. All one word. That's V-I-P-E-D-E-S-A-I. And let's connect. Thanks for spending time with me and be sure to check out Jose on Octane Radio on Channel 37 on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Have a great week and I'll catch up with you on our next episode and stay tuned for that extended clip coming up right now. Look, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, where you started and how you got to where you are right now. All right, cool vibe, man. I mean, I guess it started in the in, when I was in kindergarten. Um, I, my grandma gave me some money for Christmas and I went to Kmart the next day and I bought my first tape, Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue. And uh, ever since uh, that point in life, I knew that I wanted to be involved with rock music. I fell in love with that stuff and my cousins, uh, older cousins, uh, got me into it. I'm from the border of Mexico and Arizona. So um, I, that was it. Since uh, I was a little kid, I've loved and worshipped at the altar of hard rock and heavy metal. Uh, but in high school, I decided that I wanted to use my brains to do something cool and not just be, you know, long haired band dude, uh, which I was. Uh, but I wanted to do something with with my brain. Uh, my dad, uh, super intelligent dude. And I, I decided that I wanted to be a pharmacist. So I excelled in high school with grades and I got a ton of scholarships uh, graduating se- senior year uh, from Douglas High School on the border of Mexico and Arizona. And then I went to University of Arizona to do chemistry. And there is when I started college radio. Uh, I got a job at, at, not a job, I volunteered at the radio station and I started the first metal show there at the University of Arizona. And um, that's actually a really cool story. I was taking Spanish guitar class and uh, before I had long hair and I was playing Metallica and then this dude, this, this kind of dorky dude came up to me and he was like, hey man, you know, you're a metalhead? And I was just playing Metallica. I'm like, of course I am. And, and, and he was like, you should come to the radio station. You know, we, we don't have anybody that's a metal guy. Maybe I'm like, I'm not a DJ, you know, and I was just trying to be tough and cool. But he slowly, week after week, just kept on inviting me. And I said, all right. 
And I went down and I went down to the student, uh, the basement of the student union and I walked into the radio station. We were a half a watt radio station. Like my military clipper has more power than our radio station. But uh, I walked in, I just saw posters everywhere. I saw corn, Rage Against the Machine posters. And I was like, this is home. This is where I belong. And then I started volunteering there four years, chemistry degree. And then I went to uh, grad school at the University of Tennessee College of Pharmacy, which was uh, one of the top 10 pharmacy schools at the time in the country. And um, got accepted into there. And I moved out to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, not only for the school, but because they had a real strong radio station. Uh, 92.9 WMFS, which was an active rock radio station. And uh, through my contact in the industry, I was able to meet the dudes there. I bothered them uh, constantly until they met with me. And uh, then they saw something in me. Uh, they let me be in the promotions department at the radio station while I was going to pharmacy school. And then I got an uh, on-air job uh, overnights on the weekend at uh, a big rock station. Uh, and so... And then a year after that, I won an award while going to pharmacy school still for uh, best metal DJ in the country. And uh, that's when I started getting offers to work in the business. And then, uh, almost done, um, then uh, I got a no, job offer. keep offering. going, man. All keep right. going. This Thanks. is good. So um, in Memphis, I, I got this uh, offer to come work at TVT Records, which was, uh, we had Nine Inch Nails. It was also the company that started TV Tunes, uh, all the soundtracks and all that stuff. Uh, the guy who started the company did that first. And uh, he was signing some really cool rock bands uh, like Seven Dust and some others that I love a lot. And um, I ended up, uh, you know, leaving pharmacy school. My dad and I had a conversation. I told him about the opportunity after visiting New York for the first time. I fell in love. Never been to the to the East Coast. And uh, my dad and I talked. And my dad was 49 when I was born, so he was much older uh, my whole life. People would think that he's my grandpa and stuff like that. So uh, I was embarrassed by it when I was a dumb little kid. Uh, but then. You know, we had this conversation like, Dad, I had this opportunity to go to work at a record label, but, you know, I still have three years of school left to be a, a doctor. And, and he told me a story that, you know, he wanted to be a, a lawyer. And instead, he joined the Army, family pressure. And then he ended up fighting in the Korean War. Uh, and he was disabled in the Korean War. And then he came back. And, it, I mean, everything changed. His whole life changed because of that. And he regretted it ever since. And I never knew this story. And um, he told me this, and he was like, you need to do this. This is what you've done since you were a little kid. Um, you are, this is what, this is you. You can't miss this opportunity. You don't want to ever say what if. And then I just, he energized me. I was like, we both cried. And uh, I said, I'm doing it, Dad. And he's, do it. And so I went to New York and moved to New York, uh, Jersey City, actually, get in the ghetto of Jersey City, near the World Trades, uh, sorry, near the, um, Statue of Liberty, Liberty Science Center, right there. We were on the edge of Jersey City and um, worked at a record label for a few months. Is that when I got the call from Sirius Satellite Radio and they wanted uh, their alternative guy, uh, wanted a bunch of a uh, catalog product, like about 50 albums from our catalog. And I said, what? That's too many. Who are you? What is this? Satellite Radio. What, what, what is that? And this was the summer of 2000. And uh, he told me what it is. I, I still didn't really understand. He sent me a brochure, and I was going back home to New Jersey, and I was checking out the brochure after work one day. And that's when I was reading about the technology and the science and the channel guide. And I saw 24-7 heavy metal, and I, I shit myself. I freaked out. I could not believe something like that existed. And um, I called them the next morning. I said, I'll give you whatever you want, doubles or triples. Who is the rock guy? 
tell me who the rock guy is. And then I reached out to that guy with a huge email that I wouldn't suggest anybody doing, but it was a long email on how I live shit and breathe metal music. And um, that, I'm, that this is, I, this is, I'm going to do this for, with you guys. And, and, um, and so he thought I was pretty crazy and he agreed to meet me, and then uh, he really liked me, and I memorized the brochure, and on my first visit to the headquarters, which we were barely building uh, on 49th and 6th in New York City, uh, I saw the senior vice president of music programming walking down the hallway, and Maria Carcidi was her name, an Italian lady, and I walked up to her, and I said, hey, what's up, Maria? Nice to meet you. And she was like, um, who, who are you? Like, well, how do you know my name? And I said, uh, well, I memorized the brochure, and I'm here to see Don Kay. And she was just like, oh. And then we started talking, and she's like, are you Latino? And I said, yes, of course, I'm from the border. And are you uh, fluent in Spanish? Of course, I started speaking in Spanish with her. She asked me if I knew Spanish rock bands. I listed off a big list of Spanish rock bands, and she said, you're perfect. You're perfect. And I said, for what? And she, uh, two weeks later, they offered me double to come work for Sirius Satellite Radio to build the rock department there. And so um, it's um, really crazy uh, how everything has changed since, since that point, man. Um, but that was a big deal. So that's how I got involved in satellite radio. Before the beginning, I was one of the very first DJs in the history of satellite radio. Uh, before it was even national, just testing it and uh, talking to nobody. But I just got used to that. And I just kept, it was just every day I was on the radio I was talking about metal. And my love for it and the genre, the lifestyle. And um, and that's it. And that's how it all just exploded. So that's how it happened. If it wasn't for my education, though, Vibe, and I tell this to kids all the time, I speak to various different types of people, from interns to you know uh, students, young students, friends, fans, uh, bands. It's like if it wasn't for my education, I would never be here today. Yes, there was this drive. Uh, of course, you have to have that. Uh, and the, the the passion for metal. But again, if I did not pursue a, a higher education by going to the University of Arizona, going to grad school in Tennessee where I got that job at the radio station, like none of this, none of this would have been possible if I did not focus on school. Yeah, what do you think uh, helped you from uh, that time at school? What, what did you learn from there? I mean, just discipline, man. I mean, I wanted to always um, kick ass. I always wanted to be the best student. I always wanted to be the best worker, the best what DJ, the best whatever. Uh, I was very competitive, you know, even with myself. Uh, but I mean, it just taught me how to to I, I can do it for myself. I didn't have anybody helping me. I got straight A's in college and went to graduate school because of me and my work and my um, studies and focusing and knowing that there was a delayed gratification. My dad always would tell me when I would be tough in school, oh, it's hard, dad, everything. And he was like, delayed gratification. Don't forget that. And kids, everyone forgets that now. Uh, but that's such a powerful phrase, you know, these two words that my dad taught me since I was a little kid. And, and that really, uh, you know, helped me. I was always a, a leader. I know you talked about that earlier, but I mean, really being the leader with my friends and the leader of any group that I was in, um, that always uh, made, made me stand out more. And um, positive, being super positive, man. I think uh, metal musicians and bands and people that are associated with the music, I think uh, people that aren't metal or rock think that we're scary or, or whatever. But when you get to know us, we're very intelligent and we're, vi and we're teddy bears. We're nice, 
awesome people that take care of each other. You know, other rock fans take care of other rock fans. It's a it's a tribe. It's a it's a it's a cult kind of. And um, I guess I'm a cult leader sort of in a way, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, man, it's a it's a big community, and um, I think that I and I, I love being uh, the ambassador for us and and a leader for us because um, no matter how much hate that you get as a as a someone that's you know. People, I do a lot of cool things in life, and I'm very blessed to do that stuff. But people hate on it. People hate on success. You know, screw that dude. Why isn't that happening to me? And I just kill him with kindness. I'm always super cool, positive, nice, no matter what, where or what. Uh, I don't change. It's not a front. I'm not on the radio, and then I'm somebody different when I'm off the mic. You know, so many DJs, too, they twist up their voice when they're behind the microphone, and they talk like this. It's, like, so <laughs> stupid. And I would I train DJs for... My whole time at SiriusXM, I just working with a new talent that's not a DJ, but just working with raw talent and making them, showing them that they can do it. Like, you have it. You have the juice that it takes. You just need to hone your skills. You need to get it right. So that's what I do is I train people, and I'm always trying to just say, just speak. Don't don't think about trying to sound like somebody. Who am I supposed to be? What's my, what's my, who am I? You know, who are you? Who are, who are you, you know? So... I always just come uh, real and very personal, and it's it's actually worked. Yeah, well, it sounds like, you know, from what you just told me, there's a lot to unpack there. But obviously, you know, if we go back to your early beginnings as a child, I mean, it's like you went out and got the Shout at the Devil cassette tape. I mean, most kids are trying to go get Pokemon cards or, you know, something else. But uh, obviously, that started from the get-go for you. That passion is what drove you and led you to where you are here. I wanted to be like my cousins with uh, black T-shirts and long hair, you know? Uh, I wanted to be cool like that. You know, I wanted to have, like, chicks around me because of the rock stars. Like, I, I, that's what I dreamed of my whole life. That's what I, I was like, that's, this, is, this is what I'm going to be. Uh, but then I, I learned that that's, not, that's hard. Uh, and I, I wasn't the best musician. I mean, I, I can play and jam, but um, you know, these guys, some of these dudes are, are are insanely talented. And so I just found another way to help uh, my community, you know, and, and especially being Mexican American, man, and being a, a brown dude and a brown voice on the radio and supporting these bands uh, that are heroes of mine, you know, growing Latinos and metal, where we go hand in hand. Uh, it's instilled in us when we're born. Just like Native Americans, uh, they're very much into metal uh, since they're born. They don't even know where they get it. They're just they just have it. We have this gene, so they just hear the da 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 and tri- they go again. It's a tribe. We're a tribe, and and metal is very uh, tribal. You know, with the drums, the rhythm, the guitars, the the moshing. You know, the that's the energy. You know, if we didn't have this music, a lot of us would probably, you know, be pretty freaking crazy. Yeah. Uh, but because this music, I, for me, it calms me, and it's um, it's a, a really cool. I, I get in this zen mode. People are like, "Oh, that music! Oh, that's screaming! I can't! How can I'm like? It soothes me. It's I hear metal at a at a supermarket or anywhere I go. Boom! I can hear it, and I know what it is. Yeah. And it's like I, I, my ear is just metal stands out so much, and it's changed my whole life, man. My whole life, all these crazy things that happened to me is really because of my just undying love for, for the music. 